I'm going to talk to you all about the, the healing model. Um, let's see. So in a world that tells us that it's acceptable to have an abortion and, and declares that as a woman, it's my body, my choice, no one has the right to tell me otherwise. After all, it is legal, and many celebrities are proudly declaring their abortion like they deserve an award. Why wouldn't I want to join them? And proudly declare my own abortion experiences so I can win my own award. Really? Why not? Why even offer post-abortion recovery to those individuals who are struggling with that choice that the world paints as a great choice? Here's a few of the benefits of that. Um, it helps us to establish that abortion is the loss of a child, that grief is an emotional reaction to loss, and that is often, um, it's, the, it's prolonged grief. Like it's a long time often before we seek help for that. Um, usually the first thing, like they talked about um, in that movie, just that it's, it, the first response immediately is like, whew, I solved that problem. But then you find yourself constantly stuffing down um, grief, and it keeps, it keeps men and women from fully enjoying life. In my opinion, that in itself is reason enough to offer a post-abortion recovery group. In the denial, of the choice that was made, individuals are constantly stuffing down emotions. This can be a chore. <laughs> Have you ever tried to hold one beach ball underwater? It's a challenge. Imagine trying to keep multiple uh, beach balls underwater. That's what it's like trying to manage emotions after an abortion. And it often goes on for years. Eventually, we wear down or develop self-destructive behaviors and mental health struggles. For instance, anxiety or depression, or um, it could even be um, we're self-medicating, we're using drugs and alcohol, or men, or food, or we overspend. Like There's an, a numerous ways that it um, comes out in self-destructive behaviors, and yet Many still question if an abortion causes that kind of trauma or grief. Dr. Martha Shuping tells us that women's hearts are at risk with abortion. Oops. Sorry. And peer-reviewed research increasingly confirms the risks to women's mental health. She's right. My own experience would clearly back her comment up. I struggled with anxiety, depression, and questioned my own ability to make good decisions. And by golly, no one was going to ever find out I had an abortion. So why not offer a place for women and men to share about their abortion experience in a confidential group setting? A place where they can acknowledge the loss of a child, a group experience, while so scary at first, it's so hard to walk through those doors at the initial meeting. Um, but it's a safe place to come out of the dark. Um, in fact, we, this whole um, 
so scary. Like we have this devotion that we use on the first night whenever we start a group, and it talks about this woman who's um, sentianing on the top of a skylight um, on, on a hotel. Well, lo and behold, she finds out that really it's over the dining room and people can see her nude sunbathing up there. <laughs> um, so she's fully exposed. And that's what happens. As soon as you walk through the doors to go to a post-abortion recovery group, you're exposed. But you, you are there with people who have the a same shared experience. And it connects you to those others who have that shared experience. So let's take a deeper look at these bullet points here. So abortion is the loss of a child. Those who chose abortion often don't acknowledge to themselves that abortion is the loss of a child, even if they know it on a subconscious level. In our society, those who have experienced miscarriage or delivery of a stillborn child are given the opportunity to grieve and memorialize their child. Any loss requires time, permission, and a place to grieve. Many families, societies, and religions have rituals or special ceremonies that exist to support the grieving and establish a point at which the loss is validated as important and worthy of recognition. Parents of aborted babies usually don't get that opportunity. We don't get the opportunity to shed tears or memorialize and mourn the loss of a child and the loss of relationship with that child. Or, like I've thought about this in my own case, I robbed my own kids that I have here of that relationship with an older sibling. Grief is an emotional reaction to loss. Grief is difficult in any loss. With abortion, it's a burden that is often carried alone by the woman or man because of the disconnect that has, a, has to occur with God, others, and self. We can't share that experience with someone else. And it's generally carried for years. The way out of grief is to begin to accept the reality of the loss of a child and experience the loss. What does that mean? It means they, after that, they, they then can move into the investing in the new reality that they chose abortion for a child. They actually have to um, face the fact that it's a child. In my opinion, the tricky part of processing the grief <laughs> of abortion is that the grief has been prolonged by many factors, including a willingness to, a lack of willingness to expose the secret, numbing of those feelings of grief. Just the sheer passage of time makes it difficult to even connect the pain or grief with the abortion experience. Denial has been their defense for so long. Most post-abortive men and women do not break through the shell of denial for seven to 12 years after the abortion. And it can be longer or shorter, that's an average. Like for me, I, it was 15 years before I had the courage to go to a group. And I really only had the courage because I wanted to volunteer and I was told I had to go. And I thought, great, I can help these people. Little did I know they would help me. <laughs> It's, it's a blessing. 
the majority of women and men who seek abortion recovery will need to heal in their relationship with their child or children, with God, with others, and with self. But the key is first acknowledging the death of their child or children. Linda Cochran, the author of Forgiven and Set Free, a post-abortion resource, um, states that when she was a young secular woman, she looked high and low for a resource to address her abortion. Her observation was that there was no resource available. She stated, all I have seen does not address the death of a child. Part of this process in the groups we offer at Path of Life is to include a memorial service, allowing the group participants the opportunity to name their child, acknowledge them, and memorialize them. There was a study um, conducted in 2012 in Sweden, and that study focused on the, experience, the experiences and needs related to induced abortion. Keep in mind, when you think about this, Sweden is a very secular country where only about a third of the population have any religious faith and an even smaller percentage of people are opposed to abortion. The study showed that more than 60% of the women who sought abortions already showed an attachment to and thought of their baby as a baby. 60% knew it. This triggered a felt need to do things after the abortion, such as asking for forgiveness of the baby or lighting a candle. Those are just a couple examples. The study shows that women want more than what modern medicine can provide. A baby in a jar, which that's really a brain. They didn't have a picture of a baby in a jar on the internet. Um, and that only our Christian faith can give the post-abortive a baby who is now cared for by the Lord. What would you choose? I would choose the Lord. <laughs> Linda Cochran went on to say that when she came to Christ, she found healing in his word. Why? Because God's word is alive and active, and it has the power to heal. One goal of recovery groups is to facilitate reconnecting with God by exploring who God is, the character of God, and recognize that we are created for a love relationship with him. Reconnecting with selves. It, this requires us to look deep and hard at those places in ourselves where we've psychologically numbed and um, that's one of the biggest components of healing. Um, it's how joy is restored, and it allows the post-abortive to live a more full and vibrant life, the life that God intended for them. So how do we do that? Here's one example of a grief healing model. And you'll notice that on this healing model, um, Christ is at the center. It's the most important facet to this model. It's only by his truth that you are truly healed and that you can 
um, rid yourself of the grief and the trauma that um, was associated with abortion. It's, it's him that there can, you can find forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others that were involved in the abortion process. The forgiveness is what facilitates the letting go. And then participants are no longer controlled by the abortion. They learn how to love themselves again. But getting to this point, getting to this point is by no means a linear process, which is why it's illustrated in a circle. And then you'll see those arrows that come off. Um, the arrows are escape routes when things get overwhelming and we just don't want to deal with things anymore. So we'll, we'll maybe find some false relief. So we'll, you know, we'll think, oh, phew, it's over. But really, it's only just begun, <laughs> the, that whole um, process. These, these are some of the struggles, the, this um, connecting with self and connecting with God that um, keep men and women from sitting in the center with Christ forgiveness of self and um, others it's probably the bigger it's probably the bigger topic in my experience but um, at, at path of life we when we facilitate groups we work through all of the different um, stages of grief denial anger bargain, bargaining depression forgiveness acceptance But um, the group format, so just talking about like it's not a linear experience. So the group experience, it, it is set up in a pretty linear fashion. Um, but I think that's to give you tools. Like once you do the work of the group, the work continues after the group. Like it's not the end all be all to like, okay, I'm, I'm healed. Um, it, it does continue post-group, and the, there's tools and strategies that you gain in a group setting that help you deal with any emotions that might rise up after the, after the group. And this, this section just talks a little bit about what we, um, as facilitators at Path of Life, look for in a resource. Um, the resource that is chosen is it's probably one of the most important pieces of it. Um, we, we caution against a resource that will leave your participants um, unhealed, if you will. Um, so for instance, one that is maybe online and there's not any group interaction and there's no one that you're exposing your secret to. Um, where there's acceptance and love that comes back to you when you do that. Um, once, and this is the danger about those, is that once someone has tried a resource and it is ineffective at healing these feelings of forgiveness of self, really, and making the shame and grief go away, they will tell themselves that I have been there and I've done that, and it was a waste of time, and I will not do it again. So it's, it's very important, the resource that is chosen. 
some of those, those components that we looked for, um, it, it does need to address the loss of a child. It's not, it's not just products of conception. It's not, um, it's not I don't know what uh, some of the other terms that they use nowadays, but um, it, it is a child and actually acknowledging that. So if you think about that and you go back to even the Swedish study that talks about it, it's a very secular country and yet 60% of those who chose abortion recognized that it was a child. Um, the, one of the next things is that we, we look for it to be biblical and including plenty of scripture because that's really, God's word is what heals um, those those damaged places in us. Um, and on that line, we're often asked, um, how do you use these scriptural recovery resources for a client that is not a believer? And surprisingly, they, they are effective. Um, everybody who participates in our scriptural-based recovery program, they know it's a Bible study going in. Um, and really, as facilitators, we just do the best we can to encourage them to participate in all of the components, but we never force them. There, there's no point in forcing them. Um, for example, some of the components that they can participate in, um, we, we give them a bag of these rocks that they get to carry around for several weeks. <laughs> Um, but it's that whole idea of like, I'm carrying around this burden. Um, and when they finally get to remove those rocks out of their purse or their pocket or whatever, I mean, we had one woman who clipped them to her bathrobe. She literally like wore them 24 <laughs> seven. Um, so they can participate that way. Um, and with those rocks, we have them write like any emotions that might come up um, that are new because we're so out of touch with, with our emotions. We don't know really what we're feeling. Um, and as they start digging into this um, study, they will find all kinds of things, all kinds of emotions they never knew they had. Um, that one other top thing, like forgiveness letters, that's a, a really great way they don't have to mail them, just write them and burn them, but forgiveness, including one for yourself. Um, balloons, we release balloons when we do a memorial service. Um, so some of those ideas um, we use regularly. Um, the, the study should address all the phases of grief, like um, the ones that we do in our, our groups, the denial, the forgiveness, the anger, depression, all of those, it, those should all be addressed. Um, and then we want it to be group appropriate where they can participate in conversation and activities and sharing of answers and feelings and just all of that. Um, versus heal, healing and isolation, which I talked a little bit about that before, um, how detrimental that can be really. Like someone may never find their healing if they're doing it in isolation. And there, there are a lot, just 
thinking about that. There's a lot of websites available where you can go on and you can share that, but there's no interaction. There's no, there's no hug. There's no human compassion. There's none of that um, human interaction that we need when we're um, trying to work through those really tough places and, and the acceptance of where you are in, in that moment. Like, I think that's a really valuable is knowing that you're not alone, that that's the other, one of the other things. But, um, and then that even though I did this, I am accepted by this, this other individual. And then we, these are just a few of the resources that we recommend and use at um, Path of Life. So we have our own resource that was written by, uh, so I am the post-abortion recovery director, but I filled some big shoes. Well, they're little shoes because she's little, but I'm, she, she's, <laughs> they are big shoes. They're big shoes to fill when it comes to this. And so she, she wrote a resource for us. That's our Path of Life resource, and it it um, is it it works for men and women. It can it can accommodate a men's group or a women's group or a mixed group. Sometimes we've had um, those are trickier to navigate, but um, and then we use Forgiven and Set Free, which is a resource that was the one that was written by Linda Cochran, um, which they are updating that resource and it will come out, I've been told, in September. Um, also, and she has a women's study and a men's study. Um, it's, a, it's a great, that was my um, healing resource, so, so I'm fond of it. Um, and then Save One, Save One we use, and also the same thing, they have a resource for men and a resource for women. And then as far as a retreat format, um, Rachel's Vineyard, which I've not experienced, but I've heard it's a very um, good healing model. Um, in fact, my executive director told me that it's kind of a, like a good way to break people open and then if they're still seeking healing, then to feed them into a group format is one, one other way to do it, but very effective and that's, um, Teresa Burke's a baby, I would say. <laughs> That's her baby. Um, she started that, and I'm sure she's going to have some really great information on that. But um, that is it. That is what I have. So thank you.